We are talking Whakari White Island again today, and that is not surprising. The one-year anniversary is looming. It's on December the 9th, today the 7th. But it is surprising we're also talking about WorkSafe prosecutions. Last week, WorkSafe announced that it would be taking 13 parties to court, including 10 organisations and three individuals. Those charges and what they were charged with remains confidential. This is so the parties could apply for suppression when the charges are finally presented to the court. However, a number of organisations, including GNS, the people monitoring the uh, volcano in, in the primary case, have been prepared to admit that, yes, the, the, we've been charged. We haven't been told what they're charged with, but yes, they've been charged. Uh, the release of the intention to prosecute, so close to the anniversary, coming up on Wednesday, I thought was not very WorkSafe by WorkSafe. Employees in all these companies, all these individuals are all wear, already wearing the emotional baggage of shock and guilt. This is a bad week for them. Suddenly named and therefore shamed by inference. I know before the charges were laid, I was already reflecting on the day. I was on air at the time. I clearly remember discovering a time-lapse CCTV shot of the crater. And I saw a party walking towards the crater. The image went a moment later. The time-lapse showed a smoking hell. I remember seeing it and thinking, this is not good. It affected me profoundly. Lord knows what happened to those people who were there, who saw it. So a little bit of sensitivity from WorkSafe might have been in order with the prosecutions announced at a more sympathetic time. After all, those charged already know what they've done, what they did, what they haven't done, what they didn't do, and what they could or should do better. These prosecutions are defined as criminal negligence as opposed to an accidental negligence. We need to know all that went wrong, but that includes WorkSafe's involvement in the island's management. They were there a couple of months beforehand looking at the piers, looking at the docks, looking at the boats. Were they looking at the volcano? We would be better served by a proper commission of inquiry that would provide a more objective basis for learnings. And I was thinking about learnings like that today, reading about a couple who survived. The husband wearing shorts and T-shirt burnt on more than 50% of his body. His wife had long sleeves and leggings burnt on 25% of her body. A simple warning to wear long coverings in your clothing, may have saved lives. How about this? What if you issued flame-proof overalls when you went on the island? That would have increased the survival rate dramatically. There are learnings. Will this prosecution come up with any of them? I don't think so. Now, the anniversary has also seen stories of extraordinary bravery printed in our media, but also graphic accounts of the viciousness of the day and of the volcano. Uh, the weekend's article on the doctors at the Burns unit at Middlemore and what they dealt with and how was particularly gruesome. The unit already suffering with overwork, then over 20 victims with horrific injuries, both from steam and hydrochloric acid, arrived. The workload became truly immense. It reminded me of how reliant we are on specialised medical professionals to save our lives. And there was a recent conference of the salaried medical professionals a couple of weeks ago pointed out that we are heading towards a crisis in slow motion. 
Specialists are special people. Their training takes dozens of years. Surgeons and specialists need an extraordinary physiology. Just because you're bright enough doesn't mean you can actually handle a scalpel. A recent report found that the average age of specialists in this country is 57 and rising. We need a new wave of these amazing individuals, and we can't leave it to luck that they'll suddenly appear.